Let's start out with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, creator of the universe and everything in it, please send your spirit upon us. Please grant us wisdom tonight to learn what you want us to know. Please help us to grow in love for you and for each other. Thank you for everything that you have given to us. Let's say the Our Father together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. All right. So, uh, this afternoon we're going to uh, look at Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes. And so, like, if you're like me, you've heard the Beatitudes a lot, but then they were kind of confusing what they really meant. <laughs> so, we're, we're going to try to kind of look at that and, like, break through what they really are. So, I'm just going to start out. So, uh, this is Matthew chapter 5. And this is, like, Jesus' very first... And according to Matthew, like right after Jesus' baptism, he goes and he goes to the desert. He gets tempted and then he goes, rounds up his disciples. And it says that he goes around and he starts his following. But then this is like the very first teaching that's recorded in Matthew's gospel of what all we're to do. And it's the very start of the Sermon on the Mount. So the Beatitudes are the start of the Sermon on the Mount. So... When he saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, so we got all this stuff, and it's, it's kind of tricky what it all means, right? So... But what this is, we're going to look at, is that it's actually steps. That if you look at, like, the first one, and you start off there, and you kind of get that one down, then you can move up to the next step. And then you can move up to the next step. And then you can move up to the next step. So this is kind of a way to build your spiritual life. And it's kind of neat that it actually goes, like, we kind of need this spiritual life built in us to actually be able to learn and accept everything that God wants to teach us. And... At the end of it, it's kind of neat that we have the Sermon on the Mount starts off with the Beatitudes, and then it goes all through all of its teachings, and then it ends with the Our Father prayer that we just said, and you can kind of tie it all together, you know, so the Our Father is kind of a recap of the Beatitudes. Okay, so let's just look at the first one. Okay, so the first one is, blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Okay, so we look at this, it says, 
humility is realizing that all gifts and blessings are given to us from God. So if we look at it, basically, and we all know that, right? So where's everything come from? Everything that you have has all came from God. And everything that we have is because God gave it to us. And so, like Father likes to say, you know, in a lot of his sermons, you know, well, we get what we get by putting on our boots and tightening up our bootstraps and going to work, right? And so, all this stuff and everything that I got, I got on my own from working so hard and all this. Okay, is that the way that it goes? <laughs> I mean... That we can get certain things, like material things and all that, but like our family, our kids, the things that happens in life, our health, all this stuff, you get, you get it all from God, right? So all the important stuff that you really have all comes from God. And if we look at Matthew uh, chapter 28, verse 3, what's he tell us? He says that... Uh, do you remember this one? It says, to the enter the kingdom of God, we must be like children. So what's he mean? So this is what he's telling us, and blessed are the poor in spirit. That the poor in spirit are the ones that are not all proud and puffed up and all this and think they can do it all on their own. That the best way is like St. Teresa of the little way have y'all have any of y'all ever heard read the little way book but like there's like these saints that have like these really hard ways to get to heaven and they're like to get close to god i do this and i do that and i struggle really hard i like saint Teresa's little way saint Teresa is like i'm the little kid that goes up to the step and he can't make it up so he just raises up his arms and he's like Daddy, help me. Daddy will pick him up and put him on the next step, you know. And then he goes to the next step, and then he's like, you know, Daddy, help me up. And so she said, that's the way we are with God, that we are totally dependent on God for everything. And so if we become dependent on God for everything, well, then it's just like Teresa's little ways, you know, that we're there and we put our arms up and say, God, help me with this, that I turn my life over to you, that I know everything important in my life comes from you anyway, you know, and so this is the first step, so blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heavens is, is there, so this is our first step on our spiritual journey, that we got to learn to hand things over uh, to God. Okay, the next one is blessed are those who are who mourn for they shall be comforted and we can talk about that there's a lot of things in life that happen that's out of our control right and we've all gone through times in our life when we're going to mourn and things are tough and it says that in the book of revelations you know chapter 21 verse 4 that Jesus will wipe away every tear from our eye. So when we follow him and we go to heaven, all of our struggles on earth and stuff, that they really won't matter. 
you know, if you make it to heaven, uh, like I said last time, that I read a, read a really good quote, and it said, the only failure in life is not to make it to heaven when you die, you know. So as long as we make it to heaven, we're good. And so Jesus said, you know, in the end, that he's going to wipe away the tears from our eyes. So that is part of this, that we will be comforted. But we started out with blessed are the poor that know that not everything comes to us. The next thing are blessed are those who mourn. But part of this is, is that as we turn things over to God, that we're going to miss some of the things of the world, right? Like how many of y'all have ever heard of uh, St. Augustine's famous line where he goes, goes, God, make me pure, but not yet. You know, because he's like, because I'm not ready to give up what I'm attached to in this world. You know, and so if we have our sins, you know, that we're going to weep over some of the sins that we have at first. It's going to be tough for us to give certain things up when we truly give our life to God. And so that's what this second one is that really about. It's more about, you know, us giving up the sins and as we do that it's going to be hard for us first it's going to be hard for us because uh, we don't want to give certain things up but once we do we realize that we we're actually blessed and better off without those things and then the other ones is that we're going to have sorrow because you know all of us have regrets and stuff that we look back at our past and you know if there's anything you could do to go back and not do the thing you did you would you know and so we all have that remorse, you know. And so this is the blessed are those who mourn. Because when we become poor in spirit and hand everything over to him, then we're going we're gonna to have things to mourn about, things that we realize that we done, that we didn't realize were wrong when we even did them. You know, later we'll find out that they were wrong and it'll kind of come back and haunt us some. So, but remember, if that does happen... That that's why we have this great gift of confession, right? Because like Father Larry Richards that I like to read, he said that, uh, you know, once you go to confession for something, you know, it's just like in the Gospel of John that it says when that God gave the power to the priest in the Gospel of John where he says, whoever sins you forgive are forgiven. And so whenever you've gone to confession and you're like, and you went into the priest uh, has told you your sins are forgiven, that they are, that even if they come back and pop their head back up, you can realize and know that you are truly forgiven for that and that it's kind of the devil trying to get at you, making those bad things pop back into your brain, that it's not God. <laughs> it's, it's the devil or your own stuff, you know, it's like popping your, his head back up. And so once you're forgiven, you're forgiven, and we just got to remember that, you know. All right, so the third beatitude are blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Okay, so lots of times in our view today that we've got, whenever you think of meekness, what do you kind of think about? I mean, 
Lots of times we just think of a guy that's got his head down right and like, oh, just, you know, that I'm really not important, nothing that I do matter, you know, and all this stuff, and we kind of just kind of look at him like a little wormy guy. Is that what this means? <laughs> okay. That what this means is uh, Christ said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, Christ says, Learn for me, for I am meek and humble of heart. So, the actually meek person, if you're meek, that if somebody hits you, that this is where we get the verse to turn the other cheek, right? Whenever somebody slaps you, you're supposed to turn them the other cheek. So, a, more, uh, a meek person is one that you try to defeat evil by doing good. And that's not easy to do, right? If somebody slaps you or somebody's talking bad about you, you know, the, the best thing, the easiest thing to do is to snap back at them, right? Like if they call you, you know, a dirty dog, you want to call them something worse. But whenever we do this, then that's not what we're asked to do, that we're asked to turn the other cheek. And so if somebody... I mean, like, Facebook is, like, the worst for this, you know, <laughs> if you see that, everything on Facebook, uh, you know, but, so basically, so blessed are the meek, so we need to learn to turn the other cheek. So, so far, we've got, in the steps, you turn everything over to God, so that's blessed are the poor, okay, and then we've got, uh, Blessed are those who mourn, that you mourn over what you've done in your past and the things that are kind of haunting you. And then now we've got to learn some self-control. So blessed are the meek are the ones that actually have the self-control. And so whenever bad things are done to you, you don't return it. Okay, so the next step in our spiritual journey is... Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay, so if we're doing all these steps, so now we're getting where we can turn the other cheek, that the next thing that you need to do is what you're doing right now. You need to learn more about your faith and more about God, right? And if you're like me, like I went through a stage in my life where I just kind of went off. I came to church every Sunday, but other than that, I really didn't practice the faith, didn't learn about the faith. And then I think I've told you all this before, that I've, I had a little well-meaning little Baptist lady tell me I was going to hell for being Catholic, and so I started looking at the faith. And whenever I started researching it, that I found I fell more and more in love with it, and the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And so that's the next step of this is those blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or for what is right. And so we learn that by reading the Bible, by coming to Bible studies, by praying, by saying the rosary, all these things that we can do to try to get close to God. You know, that's what the fourth is, what our fourth beatitude is. And so, uh, 
So that's how, where we learn more about God. Okay, as we're learning more and more about God, though, we got to be careful, because is there a point there? Because what was our uh, sermon about last Sunday? Do you all remember for the reading last Sunday? It was about the, the Pharisee praying and the tax collector praying, right? And the Pharisee, it would be really easy for us to be like the Pharisee whenever we have gone through these steps, you know, we've, that we decide to give everything over to God, we uh, became meek, all this stuff, and then we start learning all this new stuff about God. And then it would be easy for us to sit here and say, Oh, thank you, God, that I'm not like the guy I was a month ago. I'm so good and great now, right? Okay, so we got to be careful not to go to that. And so the fifth beatitude is blessed are the merciful. So, so, uh, this isn't one, like I said, it like tries, ties right into the Our Father that we talked about a few times ago whenever I was up here. And, but remember in the Our Father that we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. So what are we saying right there? That's kind of a scary prayer to say, you know, especially if you're not willing to forgive other people, right? So... Right here that we're saying that we'll forgive, that we need to forgive others like you've forgiven us. So, and uh, mercy actually means to have sadness of the heart over others, people's miseries. So like whenever we see somebody else struggling or something like that, that we need to do what we can to help them along the way. That we're not in this to by ourselves that it's not just the catholic view is not just it's me and jesus it's us and jesus like like we've talked about before so we need to look at another person that's struggling and think how can we help this person you know can and how would we want them if we were in the same situation how would we want them to help us and so And then if we also look at that, you know, like whenever, and God teaches us this because, you know, all of us have had somebody hurt us, right? And we've all been mad at other people. And whenever you're mad at the other person, does it hurt them or does it hurt you? I mean, how many of times have you spent a day when you are so mad at this guy that you can't stand it? And it ruined your whole day, and he don't even know you're mad, you know. <laughs> and so whenever we're that way, that we hurt ourselves. And so whenever we do this, that we need to, that Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies. And, you know, that I, I tried this, and this actually works, <laughs> you know, that I've, I've had some people I've struggled with in the past, just like everybody has, you know, and I've, I've started really praying for them. And whenever I prayed for them, you know, that it helped me, you know, and helps me whenever I see that person, I'm no longer mad, you know, 
or any of this stuff, that it just helps make you and helps you grow as a person when you can actually pray for the person that's offended you. You know, it, it helps us grow. And uh, kind of an adaptation from, uh, like C.S. Lewis used to call it, the newspaper test in our time to see if you're good at this, it would be more like be the Facebook test. But it's like whenever you see somebody that you didn't really like and you see bad news about them on Facebook, how do you feel? <laughs> are you happy that they're struggling or are you kind of sad that it's happening to them? And that's how you know how your heart really is. If you can pass the Facebook test, you know, whenever you see something, somebody that, you know, has offended you in the past, and that'll just kind of help you take an evaluation of where you're at, you know. And if you're still happy that they're struggling and sad, well, then pray for them some more, <laughs> you know. And it'll, it'll help you. And if, if somebody's really, really hurt you, that is, this does not mean that you need to go be around that person, you know. Especially if it's a dangerous situation at all, you know that you do not have to be around this person, but you pray that God goes in and changes them in their soul and makes them into a better person or helps them through life. So, so if we do that, where we start praying for all these people, then the sixth uh, beatitude is blessed in the pure of heart, for they shall see God. So you can see, like, we started out just handing things over to God, becoming humble, all this stuff. And then, so if we progress through all those steps, well, then we actually can get a pure heart. And so it says we cannot see God unless we have... A, a pure heart and there's so we need to struggle where there is no hatred or jealousy and whenever you actually get to the pure heart that that's when you do uh, that you do everything for one reason and one reason alone and that is to for the goodness of God for the love of God because you love God you do this and I don't know how many of y'all have the formed app. I mean, if y'all have downloaded the formed app or not. But if not, I really recommend you get it on there. I just They have uh, this neat uh, video on there now about Sister Claire, if you haven't seen it. But Sister Claire, uh, she was a, a real young girl from Ireland. And she grew up in the 80s when they were like bombing around Ireland and stuff and all this stuff and she actually gets tricked into going on to a retreat she thinks she's going to France for a party she goes over there and it's actually for a spiritual week but they didn't tell her they trick her into it and she becomes a nun but then she goes off and she goes for a long time and then the nuns come back with her the group of nuns that she's with and they visit her family and stuff and uh, this is just one little part of it and her family still lives in the part of Ireland where it's all bob wire and just the real rough part of Ireland and all that stuff. And the other nuns ask her, they're like, 
well, Sister Claire, do you feel do you feel guilty that you're not here, like taking care of your mom and your dad and your sisters and brothers, and they're stuck here in this environment and stuff? And she goes, you know, a long time ago, she said, God told me, you take care of my stuff, and I'll take care of your stuff. I just thought that was amazing. That, you know, God's like, if you just take care of the stuff I want to take care of, I'll take care of your stuff. Don't worry about it. And so I just thought that was an awful beautiful saying from this uh, little nun, uh, St. Clair. And so that's, that's somebody with a pure heart there. You know, everything that they're doing, that they're doing for God. Okay, and so we're still progressing up the ladder. Okay, the next thing. Blessed are the peacemaker, sure they shall be the children of God. Okay, so this is when we actually work to help bring people that are struggling together. So like the people that are struggling with God. And uh, one of the easy ways to do this is to stay out of and everything. Like how many of y'all know people that like to stir the pot? You know, like whenever uh, somebody knows something about somebody else and they just can't wait to share it and then they like to kind of get other people riled up or they know two people don't kind of get along so they kind of go poke this guy with a stick and kind of get him wound up and then put them together and see what happens, you know? So that's kind of the exact opposite. We all know people like that. (laughs) And so we kind of need to to do our best to kind of like, yeah, you might kind of calm, you know, kind of try to slow those people down or at least not get involved with them because that's the exact opposite of what we want to do. And so... The thing is, is if we've made our way through all these steps and you divide and you get this single mindedness like we were talking about, that you're just living to just serve God, that you will actually have like this peace within you. And this peace results in everything that you do. And people can see that peace in you if you have it. And so we're all sons and daughters of God. And so we got to have this peace in our own life and people got to be able to see that peace. And if people see that peace in you, they'll want it, you know. And whenever you have this peace in your life, that doesn't mean bad things aren't happening to you because they are. <laughs> but, but how you accept it and how you let it affect your life uh, goes on. So... So basically this blessed are the peacemakers. It it all ties together from before. We need to pray for everybody and help bring everybody that we can into heaven. And then the beatitude number eight. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of what is right. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so if we think of who can we think of that's been persecuted for what was right? We can think of Jesus, right? So 
He didn't do anything wrong in his whole life, and yet he's persecuted because of us. And if you do things, if you stand up for what's right in this world, you're going to get persecuted. You know, like the people that don't do anything wrong, don't go get in people's faces, but they just go and they pray across the street from an abortion clinic. They get all kinds of mean and hateful things done to them, right? And I mean, they're not doing any wrong, anything wrong. They're not yelling or screaming or anything like that. Just people know that they're praying and they see the goodness there and they want to stop it, you know, because it makes them feel guilty because deep down, you know, they might, they're not uh, feeling that way. <clears throat> so, and this is what it says. It says, finally, after becoming poor, meek, hungry, merciful, pure, and peacemaking, the Spirit leads us to sacrifice everything to the Father, just as Christ did. So, if we make it through all these steps, then we, we will be willing to sacrifice everything for God. And this is progression that we can live through in our life. Where we need to keep on trying to make it to the next step and get better at each one of these steps as we go through. And there's two types of martyrdom that they call one the red martyrdom, like Jesus had. So anything with the blood, and this is actually going on in like Nigeria and stuff like that right now, that they're actually going into Catholic churches, you know, in our day and time right now, and they're going in there and they're killing the priests and the people in the church because they're Catholic. They're just going in there and killing them, you know. And it's just happening all around the world that we're just kind of blessed here in America that we don't even hear about it most of the time. But it's still happening all around the world that people are getting killed just for being Christian. And so we have all these people living the, the red martyrdom right now. But we also have what they call the white martyrdom, which is more like what we have in the United States. You know, if you stand up for what is right and what's for God, well then... People are going to make fun of us. I mean, especially like our young kids, you know. Uh, it, kind of a white martyrdom form right here is, you're going to go to church instead of softball practice? Are you serious? You know, and that's something that we have. And right here, you know, people have it rough because, you know, they're like, oh, well, we're going to have softball practice on Wednesday night. That's more important than Sunday school, right? So... That kind of stuff happens all the time. And so we kind of have all these little sacrifices that we have to do and we have to choose for what's, what's right for God. And so this is the progression that, that we have. And that's, that's what the Beatitudes are all about. And they're at the, like I said, that they're at the Matthew chapter 5. And uh, we just went through them all. And so this is the build-up, and if you notice that, then we have the Sermon on the Mount, which he talks about, you know, adultery and all this stuff, and, and to love your enemies, don't retaliate, you know, where it said an eye for an eye, we don't do that anymore. So all of these beatitudes that are at 
before the Sermon on the Mount, that we're all supposed to look at those and tie into the Sermon on the Mount. And then the only way that we can actually live this, can you do this on your own? You're going to need help from God, right? So we need to pray for help from the Holy Spirit to help us to grow in all of these areas. And so that is the the teaching that I got for you on Beatitudes. I know it's kind of shorter tonight, but hopefully you got something out of it. So let's end in a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for everything. Help us to live out the Beatitudes in our life. Help us to start with the first step and to grow closer and closer to you. Please be our guide through this whole life. Uh, Thank you for everything, O Lord. Let's say, though, our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, thank all y'all for coming out. And uh, Father Daniel will be next, back next week. So, y'all be good with it. All right. Thank y'all. <laughs>